Hey guys, I'm Jackie Brubaker. I'm an author, producer, two-time Emmy Award winner, and host of That Girl, the Podcast. Each week, I bring on inspiring people and stories to help you become that girl or that guy in your life. That Girl, the Podcast is based on the romantic comedy, That Girl, a Novel, which is now available as a podcast to listen to. Listen to each chapter about finding yourself and adulting in L.A., Find That Girl and Novel everywhere you listen to your podcasts. You can also find it on Amazon to buy the Kindle or paperback of. For more, find us at thatgirlthepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at thatgirlthepodcast and our Patreon page. Welcome, Sally Z, to That Girl the Podcast. I'm so excited to have you. We are going to talk about all kinds of things to do with self-confidence, how you see yourself, speaking to others, and I think ultimately how to love yourself more uh, by the end of this. Mm. So I'm just so excited to have you. I always like to let people introduce themselves in brief too, because they can always do a better job than I can. So let people know who you are. Well, hello, Jackie. It's so fun to be on the show with you. Thanks for having me. Yes, my name is Sally Z. And as Jackie just said, I'm a speaker coach. And I have been a speaker coach and a speaker for a long time. I fell into it uh, in high school. So, Oh, did you do um, speech and debate? I did. I did speech. I did not do debate. Right, right. There's a difference. I just did a podcast on this. And it's fascinating. Did you? Yes. Okay. So here's the thing. <laughs> I have never had the debate person in me. I I fell into speech more because of my love for theater. So and I know you are a musical theater person too. So it was really the love for the stage. But I ended up in high school speech doing original oratory, which is writing your own persuasive speech Mm -hmm. and did really well with it. And it just charted a course for me in my life. I continued to do theater because I love the stage. I love doing theater, but I learned so much as a high school speech geek with these incredible skills that have translated in my life. So soon after college, I found myself at an organization talking to kids every day, doing 20 minute like TEDx type talks about these big ideas like kindness and courage and respect. And within a few months of working there, I started coaching all of the other speakers that were there as well and fell in love with it. I love the art form of speaking. I, I get nervous. Like there's a big myth out there that if you like speaking, you don't get nervous. Um, That's, that's not true. What it means is you're probably not challenging yourself. You're not speaking to uh, the next, what I call the next bigger stage, whatever that is for you. Mm -hmm. Cause when you're about to do something you haven't done before, you're going to be nervous. You're, you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. So your experience level with speaking has nothing to do with how nervous you are (laughs) or aren't. So I just want to say that right off the bat, because some people are like, I'm not a speaker, Sally. I'm not into speaking. You must be an extrovert. You must be super <laughs> into it. Like they've just convinced themselves that they don't have it in them. Mm-hmm. 
And it became really, really clear to me from a young age that the skills, learning the skills of being a speaker, learning confidence in uh, an unknown situation, trusting yourself when you don't know exactly how it's going to go. It's live theater. You don't know exactly how it's going to go. That those skills were essential to me in all the ways that I showed up professionally in my life. It has been hugely central to it. Um, And my my role as a speaker coach in that organization eventually spun off into my own business. So now I coach people one-on-one. I have some online courses about um, really using, leveraging the power of speaking for entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, change makers, so that they can show up fully for their audiences and um and bring more people into their business, help grow their business and their impact. So I love speaking, but I know most people really don't. (laughs) (laughs) I love speaking too. Um, That is perfect now because we are all on social media. We are all on Zoom. You have to know how to talk to people on video and on camera to further your business, especially as entrepreneurs. Um, Yeah. Let's talk about how you have seen this last year change with that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it's funny. I I feel like this pandemic has opened up the world of speaking to people because I think pre, you know, pre every communication happening on video, we thought of speaking as just something that happened on stage. It was Mm -hmm. just that TEDx moment. It was just that big conference keynote. And Obviously, that's one kind of speaking for sure. But what you're talking about is this this reality that how we connect with and communicate and and influence and grow our audience is by showing up on video. Um, and for myself, I did not took me a long time to get to a place where I even accepted where I was like, I don't want to do video. I'm going to avoid (laughs) it at all costs. But, you know, we all got kind of um, forced into accepting this. Um, And uh, yeah, it it took me a while to get there for sure. But it's part of what we have to do. Absolutely. And there is such a learning curve when you're watching yourself on camera for the first time, and also listening to your own voice for the first time, it is jarring. You know, if Mm -hmm. you are not used to that, it is going to be like, who is that person? That's not me. I don't sound like that. I don't behave like that. My face doesn't do those weird things. That's not me. (laughs) I've never worked with anyone ever who has enjoyed the process of watching themselves. (laughs) Everybody has the same reaction, which is, I mean, for me, I have a very expressive face. I use my hands a lot. Like I'm kind of a lot. (laughs) It's okay. I'm kind of a lot too. (laughs) No, right. We have that in common. Yeah. And I watch myself. I'm like, my face is crazy. Like, (laughs) oh my gosh, (laughs) there's a lot happening. I didn't realize it because we don't watch ourselves Mm -hmm. typically. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My safe zone was on stage. I loved being on stage. Still love being on stage. Yeah. I felt I 
I felt like I could be vulnerable on stage actually way more than this intimate connection that is a camera. It's intimate. It's vulnerable. Right. It's all the things that we know are good, but are hard. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a process. Um, and I, even, even having ushered some of my speakers in through this process of trying to help them get over their own self-consciousness mm-hmm. about showing up virtually. I had the same, the same experience, the same process. I don't think anybody is immune from that. Like, Oh, this, that's how my voice sounds. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is what my face does all the time. Oh my oh. gosh. The wrinkles I didn't know I had. I was like, right. what is happening there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, I think yeah. Botox has gone up in uh, in demand, <laughs> or just the the Zoom trick of like the you can you can smooth everything out a little bit. Oh, yeah, you can improve your appearance. Yep, yeah. yep. I'm so glad I found that one out. I mean, Me too. Typically, Me too. the lighting is pretty nice. Like right now, this yeah. this is great lighting. But on days when it's yeah. not so great, I'm like, where's that yeah. ring light and where's the retouch? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing what some good lighting does to help you feel more confident because ultimately, mm-hmm. ultimately I don't want you thinking about yourself. Yeah, I don't want you distracted yeah. by yourself. I want you to show up so that you can just focus on what you're saying and what it means to the people you're talking to. It's, it's truly ultimately about connection, but mm-hmm. it's, we have to get past ourselves right. to get to that point. And so the journey from, self-consciousness and being ultra aware of ourselves. Like, I mean, there's nothing like speaking to make you feel like a seventh grader again. (laughs) We're just like, (laughs) what do I do with my hands? And like, (laughs) it can be really, really awkward for a while. Yeah. But that's just part of the process. And once you can move past that, you experience this wonderful, I, the best word I have for it is, is freedom. Yeah. openness and uh, self-trust in the moment, which is necessary if we're going to show up and do big things, which is what we right. want to do. We want right. to show up and actually do something meaningful with the moment. Okay. So let's start kind of at the beginning. Um, say a client has come to you and they're like, okay, I have to start doing Instagram lives. I have to do Zooms. I have to do you know, videos for, you know, my social media. Um, I am super uncomfortable with myself. Do you start at that very small place of like, okay, let's find clothing that you feel comfortable in and are also flattering on you. And then like making sure like your hair is a certain way and like makeup. So you can kind of like come prepared and like the armor. I mean, if you look at, you know, TV and film, there are whole teams that work on that for you. You just show up and they're like, we're going to fix all of this for you. I know. But as humans without those teams, like we have to do it ourselves. So you kind of work on, are you working on that with people right now? I do a little bit, but, but here's my big caveat with this is, is even I want you to get to a place where you just, you feel confident and whatever that means for you. I think 10 years ago when I first started this work, it was, there was sort of a, 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 an expected wardrobe, you know, there were, there were these pretty 
strict expectations around how you show up, especially in certain contexts. Now, context absolutely is king in all things, right? So I can show up to a podcast conversation with my jean jacket on and be a little more casual because it's a podcast conversation. But if we, if I'm doing a big corporate, um, you know, even if it's a virtual keynote, I'm probably going to put on something a little bit different. So context Mm -hmm. does really determine the boundaries. um, But within, I think the boundaries are a lot looser than they used to be. And so the real question for people is what makes you feel like a rock star? Like what makes you feel like I can do this? I can take this on. I feel ready. And so there's really the the prep work I do with them is a lot of reflective work. Like what helps you feel ready? What do you need to do to get into the right mindset so that you can get the unhelpful (laughs) thoughts out of your head? So let's show up and give it a go. Yeah. Let's talk about getting into the right mindset. How does that begin? And how do you get someone from point A to point Z? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have developed this process called the pre-talk ritual. Oh, I like it already. <laughs> yeah, it's it um it looks super different for every person, but there are a few key categories in the pre-talk ritual that I think are universal. And that is is thinking about how you prepare yourself mentally, how you prepare yourself physically, and how you prepare yourself spiritually. So essentially, and I'm not talking about like religion, I'm just talking about your heart, your mm-hmm. willingness to be really open to the people in the room and in the room virtually um, and and truly connect with them. So that's a heart thing in my mind. Mm-hmm. And we forget sometimes about the importance of feeling physically ready, even virtually. Like, well, I... I I, we are speakers and I use that term really openly, but we think we are in this, in a virtual context, we think it's neck up, but it is, it is truly a physical experience being a speaker because we, we feel it in our bodies, Yes, right? Our whole bodies show up. And so I want people to start thinking about what, what do I need to do to move my adrenaline through so that I can really show up. Mm -hmm physically and not, um, not have extra jitters and nerves. So what is that? What do you need to do to show up physically? What do you need to do to show up, um, mentally? So is it, do you need, and and to me, this is all connected to our ability to, to come up, show up in the moment with the right mindset. Mm -hmm. So even, you know, our physical preparation helps us be there fully, uh, in terms of mindset. So, you know, when, when we're thinking like, how do you show up mentally? How do you prepare mentally? It's like, maybe you need some quiet time beforehand, or maybe you need some pump up music. Like some people are just feeling all like so self-contained and I want them to just show up a little bit bigger. Well, you might need some really good, you know, this is me song. Like yeah. just really get That's a your great song, by the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> so uh, you know, everybody's process looks a little bit different, but I think if you 
if you prep those three buckets, mentally, physically, spiritually, then you're in, you'll be in a really good place uh, when the moment comes. Okay. What are, um, cause obviously this is what you teach and do for a living. So just small little, um, things that people could do, obviously the pump up music or the quiet time. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, mm-hmm. do you have other examples of ways people could prepare? Well, I love a good, what I call a walk and talk. So to me, it's a great way to get clear headed, but also get your body in sync too. So that's taking your content and just walking around with it. So I like to do my walk and talk outside, a little fresh air. Um, And you are, even if you're holding a piece of paper, like with your notes on it or something, that's totally fine. But the idea is you really just want to sync up your words and your body. So you're walking and talking very, very simply. I find it an awesome thing to do right before because it just reminds me, I do know what I'm talking about. I do know this. (laughs) I've got this. It's going to be fine. And it just gets some of that adrenaline Mm. out because the adrenaline can be a real thing. Even if we're just doing an Instagram story, sometimes it's like, say it out loud once or twice before you press go, you will be clearer the third time than you are the first time. I promise. Absolutely. And I would also think that, um, I know in my experience, just repetition is really helpful with, uh, lives and stories and videos and all of it, just the more you do it, the more comfortably comfortably be, get with it and you s- kind of lose those nerves and yeah. it doesn't feel as intimidating and you do get used to watching yourself and you're not like, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. that's all that wasn't too bad. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, you know, I've been going really fully into video for uh, over a year, right? The pandemic forced me into it. I wasn't jazzed about it, but I was like, okay, this is how I have to do this. This is how I have to do business now. Yeah. Um, and I, I have come to kind of accept my crazy face. <laughs> I, I've just come to me like, okay, have a crazy face. <laughs> <laughs> it does crazy things. How about that? <laughs> and that's fine. That's fine. But it just, it takes a while for us to get there. And one of my mantras is um, show up anyway mm. that we, when we're not, cause there's days where we're just not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. And I was like, uh. mm-hmm. and yet this is how, this is how we connect with our audience. Whoever your audience is, right. is to show up on camera. And so show up anyway, you'll get through it and you start to learn that whether or not you had your makeup on didn't didn't determine whether or not people were moved by what you had to say. Right. In fact, I think what I have found is that the less polished, um, and I don't mean like that my content wasn't clear. I mean, the less uh, I worried about what I looked like, mm-hmm. the more... Uh, I was able to connect with people and the more other people saw themselves in me mm-hmm. instead of me being like, how do, how are people seeing me? It's like, I got it getting over myself yeah, so that I can really fully connect with the people who show up 
who are there. I absolutely agree with you. I think that's why TikTok has blown up in the last year is that people are like, I'm just going to put this up and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's great yeah. because we're all relating in a very human way. And it isn't yeah. as glossy and fabulous and glamorous as we're used to watching on TV. It's like, yeah. oh, this is the rest of the world. And we're all like this. And yeah. I have absolutely noticed, especially in the beginning of the pandemic, um, videos that I would do that were a lot more glossy and put together were not doing well. And so when I yeah. switched over and it's just being like, nah, all right, here we go. It's just... Yeah. What you said is so true. As long as your content is clear and your message is clear and you come on and you are truly genuine in what you're saying, people love that. And I think that's also hard too in the beginning when you're starting to really find your voice and be more video friendly is just being authentically you because you've got all of these other external things happening at the beginning and you just got to kind of work through that. So maybe mm-hmm. have a little bit, I think for a listener, maybe have a little bit more grace with yourself as you're getting used yeah. to this. <laughs> yeah. And know that no well, one's judging. Well, it's brutal because we're learning publicly. Yes. And <laughs> it, 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 it's just, there's no way around it. The only way is through. Mm-hmm. And so the sooner you can just start and show up and kind of let, let it be whatever it is. You learn, it gets a little bit easier. You start to accept, oh, other people have accepted these, these things about me. <laughs> like even the things that I don't fully accept about myself yeah. where I'm like, God, my, my, I didn't realize how thick my upper arms are. Like that's what, <laughs> that's what I've noticed. As I've gone on video, I'm like, wow. Huh. They're not though. I I don't see okay. what you're seeing, but I <laughs> that's totally the thing. Get it. I totally get it. Yeah. We see ourselves, we do not have accurate mirrors of ourselves. And other people just have said, This is who this is who you are. I see you. And uh, you know, the, it's not that people don't have judgments because they do, no. but <laughs> but that's not that's not ours to worry about. Um, right. Right. I, it's funny too. Um, I think a lot more people just love you for who you are, whether they know you personally or they're following your account or whatnot. They really just love you for who you are because it's your soul that's coming through. And again, Mm -hmm. even more reason to be so clear on your content and your message, um, no matter what it is, because people will just fall in love with who you are, not with what you look like. And, you know, of course there are people who are like, their image is their everything and it's fine. Like that's what they're doing. But yeah, yeah, I think for, you know, just the the regular folks out there who are are just (laughs) trying to like get our message out there and get better on Zoom, it's, uh, it's just very, you know, simply just, it's, it's been a beautiful way, I think for all of us to, I mean, as if 2020 wasn't reflective enough, but now it's even (laughs) (laughs) self-reflective and we're really getting to see ourselves clearly on all angles Mm. Um, that I think it's so good for all of us. And I actually did, um, I do a weekly Instagram live with my friend Renee Bauer and we tackle really big subjects every week. It's always like, codependency or narcissism or, you know, it's never like light. It's pretty, it's pretty heavy, but we like to keep it kind of light, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But uh, not this week, but last week I was just, you know, running around and like, I never wear makeup unless I have to, unless I have to. And I just 
didn't want to do it. I was like, I am not doing anything but this live today. I'm going to put a red lipstick on and call it good because I was over it. And I did that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? This wasn't so bad because I'm so used to seeing my face now without makeup. It was a shock. (laughs) I was like, you know, I, I can go either way. And it was really empowering. So I'm not saying everyone has to get to that level at all. I just was like tired and I've Felt, yeah. But I did feel confident enough in myself from doing so much this last year and really getting to know me really all the time that I was like, yeah. I don't think anyone's going to care that much. They're going to, I don't think anyone's going to be like, wow, she looks different. Like now I don't care what she has to say. I think like yeah. you said, more people would be like, wow, thank you for not wearing makeup and just speaking some truth about, you yeah. know, easy topic we were handling that day. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing that I advise to all of my speakers when we're trying to figure out what stories they should share. And everybody's instinct is to want to share the stories of success, right? Mm -hmm. So I did this amazing thing and you can do it too. Here's how I did it. And of course we want to share that because we've earned that. We worked hard for it. We like, you know, and that's what we want to be known for. That's the credibility moment. But if we only share those stories, our audience doesn't believe they can do it too. They just are like, well, yeah, because you're, this, 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 and this. They're just, you know, we, they don't see themselves mm. in us unless we can talk about the hard parts of the journey. Right. And without that part, so you showing up and, and just being like, this is, this is all I could do today. <laughs> like that, that moment, how many other people have had a moment where they're like, this is all I can do today. I yeah. just don't have anything else in me right now. That's yeah. the universal human moment that that pulls people in. And if we want our audiences to step in closer to us, to not just admire us, mm-hmm. but to truly feel connected to us, it requires a different level of humanity, I think, and like putting ourselves back onto the same level as our audience again and again and again, and not letting them put us on a pedestal. And this is true for bosses. This is true. Like any leader Mm -hmm. use that term generically. Mm -hmm. Like we have to keep putting ourselves on the level of connection. Does that make sense? Absolutely. No, I think you just spoke some major truth right there. And that was a beautiful beautiful chunk of truth. Um, I was just thinking the more that I tell the stories of failure or the vulnerable stories, not only do people connect more, but I connect more. And it's like, instead of what you just said, always looking at our successes, like, oh, that's so lovely. She can do no wrong. Eh." When you're like, oh, and here's also this stuff that's horrible or a failure or whatever, it makes it, I'm more And I I think if I feel this way, other people absolutely feel this way. I'm more connected to those failures and I'm able to grieve them more uh, healthily. Mm. That's not really a word. Yeah. Uh, But also just be okay with them and not feel the shame of hiding anything. It's just like, 
here it is for me and you, and we can both mm-hmm. actually heal and relate. And I, I, I love right. the transparency that's happening these days. Yeah. Well, it, it, I think the, the healthy part of it is that the story is shared in order to, to serve our audience. Mm-hmm. Right. So we, we know those stories where somebody is just telling it to tell it. Mm-hmm. And there are good reasons to just share your story and to not have it be of use to anybody else. But for most leaders and for most people, like if you're, if you're pushing yourself to show up virtually, like you're wanting to influence people, you're wanting to lead. Mm -hmm. And so the storytelling has a utility and a purpose. And that can, like you said, that can be so empowering to realize like, actually this struggle, this life that I've led, and we all have stories to share. Everybody does. Everybody. Like, there's a, there's, there's some good that can come out of this, not just for me, but for other people. And that is where people start to find their, their purpose and their voice. Like, yeah, we need to hear yeah. what you have to say. Yeah. You have something to offer. Let's do this. I love that. And that's seriously what you teach and what you live by. And I'm just so excited we got a chance to talk. I think a lot of people um, will really benefit from this podcast. And tell people how they can find you and work with you. Sure. Yes. Oh, I'd love to connect with people. You can um, check out my website. It's bemoved.com. And that is my company where I do coaching, where you can find some of my online courses. But what I'd really love for you to do is to come join me in my free Facebook group. It's called Move Your Audience. And it's really meant to help people show up anyway, Mm -hmm. to uh, use their voice and leverage the power of speaking to really move your audience. Um, and if you are pushing yourself to show up more virtually and just accept who you are, even on camera, even with all of our imperfections, then, um, I think that will be a really warm and welcoming place for you. We do weekly trainings and, um, sometimes challenges and all kinds of good stuff. So oh, I love that. Let's do <laughs> That'd be awesome. I would love that, Danny. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sally Z. This was wonderful. I'm so happy that you um, connected with me and invited me to be on the show. I'm really thrilled. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> I, might, I might be like, oh, good advice, Sally. I'm going to listen to myself on this one. You will. Yeah. You will. You will. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Remember, sharing is caring. Make sure to rate the podcast and leave a review. We really rely on this to help get the podcast out there. Also, make sure to watch the video version on YouTube at That Girl the Podcast.